I wanted to have a look at our farming sector this morning because I think the grumpiness from a number of farmers over a country calendar show featuring Lake Howie Station probably gave us a heads up on where farmers' confidence is at. And it's low, very, very low. According to a Rabobank's quarterly rural confidence survey, it's the lowest since the pandemic began. Back in March, farmers' confidence was the lowest it had been since Federated Farmers began a twice-a-year survey in 2009. So in March we had farmers feeling pretty grim with the Federated Farmers survey. Rabobank has confirmed that as well, with farmer confidence dropping to the lowest since the pandemic began. So the country calendar piece to recap featured a wealthy family trialling new ways of doing things on their sheep farm. They explained that compassion for animals is at the centre of everything they do on the farm, which led to them painting the shearing shed white to identify any bleeding sheep, adding, quote, beautiful little mattresses at the end of the drop chute to give freshly shorn stock a softer surface upon which to land. Uh, Scorecards were used to incentivise the shearer and their payments were based on the, the experience of the sheep. And classical music replaced heavy metal in the woolshed. It was all about gentle music that made the animals feel more calm. The Rosses, who were the wealthy family, are entrepreneurs and describe themselves as natural disruptors. And initially the reaction from your, you know, your red band farmer seemed a little harsh. I mean, sure, it was Marie Antoinette playing farm girl at Versailles, but it's the Ross's money to experiment with, and they were making their findings available to anyone who was interested. So if it worked, they were happy to pass on on their ideas. But then when you think about the reality of farming for most Kiwis, I guess you can understand and empathise with their frustration. It's... It's a cold, wet, miserable job in winter and a hot, dry, dusty one in summer. Most farmers can't delegate their farm chores, no matter if they've got the flu or if they're feeling under the weather with a head cold or if they've got COVID. They have to drag themselves up or call in favours from neighbours which they will then repay. Sure, the dairy prices are looking good, but rising costs for everything absolutely everything, are eating away any profits that can be put back into the farm or that can see you, you know, repay them the eye-watering loan that you took out to buy the land. You won't be able to pay that down any, any earlier, which you may have been able to do with the profits because fertiliser costs more and feed costs more and transport costs more. Men and women go farming because it's a way of life. They're not asking for sympathy. They're not asking you to feel sorry for them. And they never have. For them, it's a way of life and it is not just a job. You wouldn't do the job if it was only about the money. And you wouldn't do it because you needed a job. It is a way of being. And tell me if I'm wrong, because I'm doing the very thing I'm accusing other people of, and that's putting words into your mouth. But... Where I think farmers get brassed off is that everybody, absolutely everybody, people who wouldn't know a Frisian from a Jersey or a ram from a ewe, everybody has a reckon about what farmers do and how they should be doing it.
I get exasperated when people tell me how to do my job. Oh, you should have, you should have kept him on. You shouldn't have gone to the ads. And I get exasperated. I can feel this knot of exasperation in my stomach that's about to be inflamed into fury because I think if I didn't stop the interview, you know nothing numpty, the ads would come on and crash over both of us. You don't know how radio works, so don't tell me how to do my bloody job. And that is a tiny, tiny piece of feedback that sparks an ember of frustration and annoyance. So I can't even imagine what it is like, even if you try to tune out the noise as a farmer you still get swamped with unsolicited advice from those ranging from the people who don't believe there should be any farms at all, that we should be skipping through bucolic pastures, stopping to caress the horns of a Puella snail and you know, standing by a pond to admire an Archie's frog. You know, They're the only kind of species allowed on the land. So there's those. To those who only discovered what pugging was, was when the Greens wanted to legislate over pugging and how deep holes should be, and all of a sudden everybody knew about pugging, it entered the vernacular and everybody had a comment, to the little old ladies who want a nationwide knitting bee to put jerseys on the backs of the newly shorn and the newly born, that would do my head in. You're trying to do your job to the best of the ability It was the only thing bringing the family any kind of money, and I'm talking about the wider New Zealand family, when everything got shut down. And what thanks to you? Absolutely no thanks at all. Just more legislation, more unsolicited advice about how you should be doing your job. I will never forget the utter despair in the voice of a lovely man who'd been a farmer all his life, He rang in, that must have been pre-pandemic, wasn't it, Helen? So it was a couple of years ago. And said he was now too weary to tell people he was a farmer for fear of the backlash he would get. And this is in his own hometown. So things were pretty bad in terms of how farmers felt because that was the catalyst for a a whole morning's discussion on how farmers just felt besieged. That was before the pandemic. I can't even imagine what you're feeling like now. So is it the rising costs? Is it, is it the reckons, the constant reckons from the ill-informed, the ill-advised, the ill-at-ease? Is it the government? Would, it, you know, government? would a change of government alleviate the lack of confidence? What is it that's doing your heads in? And how can things change? 